Welcome to Nerd News Now for November 2nd, 2020. Um, I have Miss Jen and I've got Chaz. Chaz, haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Good to see you. Yeah, um, good to be back, man. What have you guys been up to, Miss Jen? What did you do this weekend? I went to the movie theater twice because I'm crazy. You're just trying to, you're trying to support... <laughs> I mean, you're you're just trying to support it. I mean, I think uh, what do you mind saying what chain you went to? Uh, AMC. Okay, because AMC is the one that just announced like the ninety percent, you know, revenue drop. So Oof. they're uh, they're in trouble. Um, as as are most theaters, but we haven't heard a lot about Cinemark. Um, I think they had enough capital to push through on this, but obviously, like a lot of indie theaters have shut down or completely transformed how they've done business. And we've already talked about in depth about Regal shutting down 542 U.S. locations, not permanently, hopefully, <laughs> but uh, and there's just no uh, no end in sight, especially as I think 38 uh, of the U.S. states uh, have uh, continued to go up. Um, And Hollywood has yet to release anything big. Uh, We've already talked about Tenet and that kind of being like the test. And then everyone's like, ah, no thanks. So we'll see. I mean, stuff is like continuously getting delayed again and again through. I mean, some of the stuff that was supposed to come out. You know, early 2021s or even pushed back to 2022 and stuff that was going to come out in 2022, pushed back to the next year, 2023. So we'll see. But all of that aside, what did you watch? Uh, so on Friday, I went to go see V for Vendetta, which is oddly timely. Like you watch that film and you think to yourself, this deals with a pandemic. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. What, what what's the day that they mentioned in there? Remember remember something November? The fifth of November. Oh, okay. Well it's coming up, man. That's what purge is gonna actually happen this year. We hope not. We yeah. hope not. Um and then what else did you see? Uh and then I took my dad uh on Saturday to go see Tenet because he hadn't seen it yet. So that's my third viewing of that movie. Does he like science? He does, and he loves those kinds of movies, but it's interesting to see my dad go from somebody that'd be, like, really, really intrigued by that kind of film and, and want to kind of tear it apart to try to figure out its component parts. I was looking so forward to, like, coming out of the movie and, like, having a long discussion with him about what all the different things meant and did he understand, the t- you know, the forward and backward movement of time. He was like, I, he says, Jen, I think I followed 10 minutes percent of that movie <laughs> so my poor oh, dad, too much for him. uh that seems to be the consensus with that film i mean i think that that doesn't mean that people don't enjoy it right it's just that it's really really dense um and lends itself to science whereas inception was just all kind of like a fantasy mm-hmm. sci-fi uh technological developments in the future but um yeah the, it's a uh, it's well christopher nolan for one and then just seems to deal a lot with uh science what about um streaming did you stream anything seem, you seem to have been streaming a lot of shows lately i finally finished uh queen's gambit man that's a great show that that's trailer true. is really compelling yeah that trailer makes chess look really stressful you know, I saw the trailer. It came up on it's on Netflix, yeah, or Hulu. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, it came up, and I was like, "This looks like a great movie." So I went to go play it, and I was like, "Oh, it's uh, season one, episode one." I was like, "Nah, I ain't got time for that," because that's one that I have to have like a block, like a full day, because I really want to watch it. I love, you know, uh, movies and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. well, uh, it's definitely a period piece, so it happens in the '60s. And they did such a great job with all the costume design and all the set design. You really feel like you're in that era, big time. You worked hard on it. Oh yeah, no, it looks it looks awesome. Um, Chaz, what about you? What you been up to, dude? So much. So I missed. I don't know. What is it like a week or two <laughs> of nerd news now? Um, because filming the movie finally. 
which is great. And then last week, I was out of town filming the show. I couldn't do trivia at Tapped because my voice was out. Because they were like, so I'm killing someone. And they're like, you got to be more aggressive. You have to yell more. Blah, blah, blah. So by Monday, I had no voice. Tuesday, I couldn't even talk, so I couldn't do trivia. But I'm very excited about the movie. Um, Rocket Queen has been asked to be a part of a compilation album for Palm Mute Records. So we're going to do a cover tune for that. So we're in the studio this weekend, but I can't be there because I've got a charity thing I'm doing. And then what else am I doing? Oh, Comet Palooza, The Adventure Begins crossover, Batman episode. And what else? Just, I don't know, life. <laughs> life. <laughs> so yeah, a whole bunch of that. Can you tell us what the cover song is yet? Is it is it themed to a specific artist or theme or? or? Uh, I don't know. They asked us. They asked us for this one, so I think it goes. It, it's like, it's kind of like one of those punk goes rock, but we're not a punk band, so we're not going rock. But it's My Chemical Romance. Um, I'll be okay. I promise that song. And I'm it. not too familiar with My Chemical Romance, but. After my Thursday night trivias, we do karaoke, and one of the guys, he sings a song every Thursday, and that's why I'm familiar with it. I'm like, okay, we'll be okay, I promise. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's that. So I'm super excited to get back on there. I, I believe that song is off the Black Parade, which has to be hands down top 10 concept albums of all time. So if you haven't, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. And also, you know, creator of Doom Patrol. That is correct. And that's where I really know this guy. So. Umbrella Academy. Creator of Umbrella Academy, writer on Doom Patrol, I should say. The newest incarnation. Um, Doom Patrol has been around since. Amber says great album and song, by the way. So I'm watching the chat. We've got Amber, who uh, is a big My Chemical Romance fan, apparently. So hello to Amber and hello to Amy, because they're both hi. They're both saying hi. So. Hello. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think it was San Diego 2009. There was a guy at one of the comic booths with pink hair, and I'm like, oh, that's Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Why is he at Comic Con? And no, I just had no idea. Like, he, now he's, uh, now most people would probably know him from comics. I mean, My Chemical Romance has, uh, still has a feverish following. But they just haven't done anything new, right? So it's like Umbrella Academy is new. Doom Patrol, newest incarnation is new. So he might be more well known as a uh, as a comic book writer, or as as a uh, as, or as a Funko Pop and Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they they did like an exclusive Umbrella and not Umbrella Academy. It's this. My Chemical Romance basically is Umbrella Academy. It's fine. Especially the way they dress. So <laughs> They did get back together, and I think they're coming out with a new album, maybe. Uh, I, I saw something on Loud, uh, Loudwire. But yeah. anyway, now they're getting back together. They're going to do some shows, and this is probably pre-COVID. So I'm sure they're still going to come out with something. Yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, love that album song, and can't wait to hear Rock do that i can't either so yeah walter sent me the scratch track and i was listening to it and even the scratch track listening to the original the original sounds very trebly and it doesn't feel full like a full song it feels like it's missing something but maybe that's their sound maybe that's their song i'm not a big you know my chemical romance fan i mean it's a cool song but the scratch track that i was sent i was like this sounds like like it's done <laughs> and the scratch track is just you know uh, a bit of bit of, uh, a little bit of drums bass guitar no vocals no leads no extra stuff and i was like okay cool we're done with it <laughs> let's just put this out we're fine but uh yeah paul mute records well you know i'll be advertising it uh it says uh michael michael romance coming back to all major music fests in 2021 is what amber just said so if all major music fests are coming back in 2021, hopefully. We'll see. If not virtual <laughs> fests. Yeah. O online, uh, maybe. Uh, 
Chaz, go ahead and tell us about, you mentioned a charity event. Go ahead and tell us about Extra Life, and then we'll recap it with the contact info at the end. But go yeah. ahead and tell us about that event. Yeah, so Extra Life uh, is a charity for kids in the hospital. Raise money to get games in the hands of kids, you know. We did it last year for the Adventure Begins. It's a 24-hour gaming um, event where I try to get hourly sponsors. And for every hour that I game, you know, X amount of money that's donated, you know, gets donated to the charity. Plus, you don't have to be a big business or anything like that. You can donate as yourself. So this Saturday, I'm going to go for all 24 hours because last year I did 25. Um, I'm going to be playing Friday the 13th. Among Us, I think at 8 o'clock, I'm going to do a trivia. And it's going to be themed, the office trivia. And we're going to give out prizes and stuff like that, like I usually do on my virtual Wednesday night trivias. And we've got whatever sports bar, Pacific Yard House, Tapped, Solar Screen Houston, Deacon Baldies, a whole bunch of cats who have already uh, okayed the hourly donation. Plus, we'll have giveaways from like Mezcal Cantina, The Adventure Begins, and uh, some other joints that I'm talking with, where every hour you thank all the sponsors. And then the people who have donated within that hour will put you in a randomizer, and then you win said whatever, like Torchy Sacos gift cards and comic books and a whole bunch of cool stuff. So it's good, man. It's for the kids, dude. Anything with the kids. Oh, Leanna's, uh, Leanne, Marie, Marie, Leanna Maria is here. What? She says hi. She's watching as well. So with that, uh, I, yeah, you, you mentioned you did 25 hours last year, which was crazy because it fell on the Daylight Savings Time mm -hmm. weekend. But uh, you also, now you played Friday the 13th last year. So I yeah. guess, is that, is that a game you still regularly play or you just like, is it just something good to stream for a long period of time? No, I love playing that game. I, I, I love the franchise and it, it's, so each match is like 20 minutes. So it just takes blocks off of everything where you can play 20 minutes and then it's five minutes in the, in the hub and it just makes time go by faster. That's why I like it for extra life, but it's, you know, if I've got nothing to do, it's just easy to play and you meet fun people and interesting people, you know, cause it's online and um, it's just a fun game. So I play that one, and then Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's kind of like the capture of the flag, where those are like 30 minutes long, so it takes chunks away. And that's very helpful, like in the wee hours of the night, when yeah. Chaz saw, like, if you watched the live stream last year, you could see Chaz, like, around 3 to 5, 3 to 6, where Chaz was not happy. He was hungry, he was tired, and we had people in store cheering us on and hanging out. But after that long, you've got people smelling, people getting on your nerves. And Chaz was like Wolverine style, where you're just like, leave me alone. So maybe since we're doing virtually at the house, um, it won't be so bad. But I think the downfall about that is I don't have these nerds around me to keep me awake. So that's going to be tough. But I'm going to do it. It's for the kids. And I don't have to go 25 hours. <laughs> But yeah, Friday the 13th is just a fun game overall. I play it all the time, like a match or two, um, every other day or whatever. It's just fun. And then uh, Among Us is very popular right now. Yeah. And that is uh, sort of like the uh, mystery murder type of game. You know, as it's popular with some card games like Secret Werewolf or... Oh, not Secret Werewolf, whatever it's called. Who's the werewolf or... I know I know the game that you speak of. It's just yeah. werewolf or werewolf. Oh. Yeah. But uh, so no, and that's a fun one. That's a, that's paranoia inducing. So, so the, I didn't know anything about Among Us, and when I first heard the name of it, I thought it was one big run-on word, like that was Among Us. But uh, so uh, the way I described it to the lady at the coffee shop because she asked me what my son plays and i said i don't know but it looks like two chiclets stuck together <laughs> like oh among us and so that's why i heard it <laughs> one big word among us sure it's gotta be that 
Dude, what I love about that game is this. Like, I'm never the imposter, like, ever. Like, I've been the imposter a couple of times. But, like, I'm running around doing my tasks, right? And then I always get called out as, he's the imposter. And I'm like, no, seriously. Like, it really upsets me when I'm like, I'm trying to help the team. Like, I'm a team player. Because the few times that I'm the the imposter... I mean, like, I totally screw up, like, royally. Like, they immediately know, right? Like, I'm venting or, like, I kill somebody and somebody, like, runs around. But uh, it's very daunting where you're like, oh, man. Like, I feel sad. Like, I just got kicked out of, like, the cool kids group. (laughs) When I get kicked off the spaceship and I'm like, man, I'm just trying to help. But uh, it's a fun game overall, especially if you're playing with light players. It's just... Just like with any online game, you know, you've got uh, some people that aren't so cool or who are like communicating with each other, like outside the game and they're teaming up and that's not fun, but overall it's a cool game. I dig it. The idea of it sounds a little bit like, what is it called? Is it Sheriff of Nottingham? There's a table game where you have to like lie, try to fool people about what's in your little, <laughs> your bag of uh, things you brought in from the market. I've never heard of that game. Try not to play, t- pay taxes on it. Yeah, I think it's, you have to like, you tell everybody what you've got. You, you you report what you have in your bag, and you don't want the sheriff to like tax you on it, but they can call you on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> right on. I mean, that's cool. Well, one of the uh, one of the most paranoia-inducing games I've ever played. Uh, Mondo released a board game version of the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Oh my gosh! And so at the beginning, you draw cards, and some of you are infected. And then as the game goes on, like at certain rounds, you draw another card, and you 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 know may be infected after that. And then at some point, you got to you know roll the dice and get through all these rooms and kill the monsters. But then at some point you have to decide of the people that are left, who are you going to take on the helicopter with you? So you have to like go go around the table and like convince people. So it's like one of those situations like Chaz says, like if someone comes in as a pair or a group of three or four, I mean, you're screwed either way. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) You might as well just be infected. Yeah, because they do that, man, all the time. Like, I mean, you can get to a room and everybody's been playing for like an hour or 30 minutes or whatever, but they all know each other. Yeah. So like when, you know, you, you go to call like, okay, well, I found a dead body or I think somebody's doing something. Well, if you haven't been playing with these people, like all they have to say is, you know, okay, if I'm white, they're like, okay, white, he's sus. And then you get kicked out. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what are you doing? This is, we're supposed to discuss and there's no discussing. And I don't like it. Uh, Amy says, my daughter and I team up all the time. So, Amy, you're the problem with this game. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Not fun. Uh, but remind me, Chaz, uh, at the end, and we'll recap that and how to contact you and join in and all that. But that is uh, Extra Life, and that's this Saturday, correct? Yeah, Saturday, November 7th. I don't know the time that I'm starting, but uh, you know I'll post it on you know Insta and Facebook and all that jazz. So, 24 hours from when I post it, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> okay, um, uh, you know 2020 has taken a lot from us, uh, freedoms, um, sanity, whatnot, and also a lot of uh, actors and musicians. Uh, it struck hard again. Uh, Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90 on halloween night so obviously known as 007 probably first and foremost and then indiana jones's father for uh us nerds and then another adventure alan quartermain uh in league of extraordinary gentlemen which was his last role believe it or not and that was uh yeah i think in like 20 12 maybe he did uh a small voice role in a uh animated movie that not many people saw but as far as on screen yeah i mean it was like 17 18 years ago um do either of you know what the only oscar he ever won was for was it for uh, what was that is it for marnie for who marnie no what was that oh it's a great psychological thriller he was a part of if you haven't seen marnie it's 
you gotta watch it. It's a good old fifties or sixties film. Was it for Finding Forrester? It was not. No, he didn't even get nominated for that. They only had one Uh It was actually for his portrayal as the fictional cop James Malone in Untouchables. Ah. Oh, was it really? Oh yeah, and that and that was like a just such a crazy cast, you know. So it's not that he gets lost in the shuffle. It's just I think when you think of that, you think of Kevin Costner, um, just because he's on all the box art and poster art and all that stuff. But yeah, that was his only uh, Academy Award best supporting. Was it for a Celebrity Jeopardy? Listen to back. He might have won Emmy for that, but he might have won Emmy for that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, he will be missed. I think, uh, I don't know if there's, you know, we could get an accurate poll of who everyone's 007 was, but I think he was a lot of people's. I think from maybe the N64 generation, maybe it was Pierce Brosnan. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, I'm going to tell you why, because, dude, Goldeneye was the game, my friend. Yeah. But, like, Sean Connery is always going to be my 007. And I'm not a big James Bond fan, but when I think of, you know, 007, when I'm putting those comics out on the shelf, it's Sean Connery. That's just me. Who, are, who is your 007 in the chat? We'll see, we'll see what happens. And I know at one point he was, like, the highest paid actor per minute. Do you remember his role in, speaking of Kevin Costner, in Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, where he just rides in on the horse for, like, the last 20 seconds of the movie? <laughs> yes. Million bucks. How much? I was a million bucks back then. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dude, I would, wow. Okay, right on. Well, good think, for him. Uh, and, you know, another iconic actor kind of did that, too, when uh, Marlon Brando in the original Superman. But I think, uh, I can't remember how it works out with inflation and screen time and all that, but it's one of those two. I mean, those are two of the most expensive cameos in the history of films so yeah and um, it's kind of brilliant because that you bringing that up kind of reminds me of you know jack nicholson being the joker where he was like yo i want uh give me that toy money and give me those you know all that extra cash and they're like yeah sure not a problem and like he made out it like still makes out like a bandit because of that so uh good for them that's good business i think okay. my favorite, uh, my favorite nonsensical role for him was uh, in Highlander, when he still used his Scottish accent to be a Spaniard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but well, and, and then The Rock, I think, was uh, that was a big role too in Nick Cage. Uh, a lot of people remember that one as well. Um, so moving on, we'll stick with the uh, movies, even though I really want to talk about. Baby Yoda for an hour, but Miss Jen, did you see Mandalorian yet? No, I I still haven't seen the first season, so oh. I, I oh, just not seen the first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> season. I feel bad. As you no, should. I feel Basically, like I'm the comics. Oh, though, just from everybody else talking about it. So. <laughs> well, do you do you have Disney Plus? I don't. I think I can get it. There's some some like. I would get it free with some service, but I can't remember. AT&T? Was it AT&T? Oh, I'm no, that's Verizon. Was it Verizon? Okay. I think there's some way I can get it, but I just haven't ever. I'm, I'm so enamored with, you know, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I guess I guess we should mention, even though to me it's sort of like, okay, I knew this was going to happen, but Netflix's streaming prices are going up a couple bucks next year. Whatever they need, I will pay it. Yeah, I mean that you know the until it gets to be like thirty bucks or something, then I'll. <laughs> but it's they just have such a hold on that market. I mean, well, they and, keep and, really great stuff. It's not like they just have like the same shows that are just in syndication. They're making us original programming. And, and I mean, it's like they keep spending and spending and spending. So you know, at some point, they're either going to have to do that or. They're going to have to monetize their service by adding commercials and then maybe charge a premium even to skip the commercials the same way Hulu does. Yeah. But, um, well, we mentioned uh, 
you know, the pandemic and how it was kind of ravaging Hollywood right now. Um, Batman's going to keep filming. It's had a couple of hiccups, including allegedly Robert Pattinson getting COVID, so he was out for two weeks. Um, so they're shooting in the UK. The UK is going on lockdown from November 5th to December 2nd. But because they fall under the film industry there, um, they should not, they don't expect any delays. But obviously, you would think, you know, unless they're just in a complete bubble, that that will affect them in some way. But anyway, so the release date had already been pushed to 2022, and they had already had two or three pauses in filming. But for this next month, um, it shouldn't be add anything extra onto that hopefully <laughs> especially if if they're in the bubble and that lockdown works but uh i wasn't even aware they were going into a lockdown again so that's probably not a great sign although we've been told from the beginning of this thing that october and november would be critical months because of the weather changes and all that well did you um, hear about everything that's going on in el paso though i just found out today el paso is just like they're going on like a mandatory lockdown. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 it just kind of blew up a week, week and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, so that just, means in turn, we're probably going to go. Well, I hope not. Um, I mean, it. I think it's it's up to us. You know, I I I know people were uh, trying to trick or treat, you know, and take social distance and, into account, and at some point we have to. We, we're going to have to find that balance and be able to do that. But it's, you know, people just have to, you have to be okay. Like, if you want to have, have Thanksgiving, that's great. But just, you know, if your uncle gets offended that you're wearing a mask, eh. I mean, because, especially because how many people's uncles have embarrassed them at Thanksgiving dinner? So, turnabout's fair play at this point. No, but like, people just need to play it safe. You know, you're not, you're not immune to it just because it's your family that's, you know, talking you know three feet from your face or whatever so just kick back watch the football game but maybe on separate chairs or you know wear mask when applicable because that's what i do at my family thanksgiving we all get together in one chair and just pile up on each other and we're like everybody root for the football game <laughs> you, you almost forgot what it's called the football uh, game. almost did yeah um but uh yeah so I think it's just, we'll see. I mean, this is ultimately coming down to us to just be safe during the holidays. That's that that's going to, these holidays, these next two months are going to probably dictate whether it lasts another six months or another year. So just yeah, be uh, careful with that. Um, and a couple of uh, spooky news items after post-Halloween. Uh, oh, first of all, did you, did both of you safely avoid bad candy? Halloween. Oh, dude, I okay. This is one of my trivia questions during my Halloween theme. Yeah. True or false? You know, throughout the '90s, um, throughout the '80s and the '90s, there were hundreds of cases of candy being, you know, laced with drugs and glass and pens and needles and yeah, it's totally false. By the way, is totally that... false. It never happened. Like there was one case of somebody finding, like I think some drugs by accident like but it was in a package of a but uh i remember being a kid and having to go through like if it was like wrapped like those cheapo candies like get rid of those and you had to make sure you like you had to fill the candy <laughs> like what is going on as a kid but you don't know anything like that as a kid but i don't know um i had some good candies though i mean that's always fun and see, I wasn't even thinking safety. I was just thinking bad candy. Like, Miss Jen and I had talked about the the bad candy, like the kind wrapped in the orange wrapper with no name that might be peanut butter or might not be, or the uh, the candy dots on the paper where you tore them off and ate more paper than candy. The I don't know what that even is. You don't, yeah, you do. You don't know what that is? The candy dots on the paper? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't recall this whatsoever. Well, they're still they're still being made, so you can you too can have mediocre candy. Well, thank you very much. I'll go check it out. <laughs> what I found the other day that I thought was like a candy brand that you couldn't get anymore. I found it at <laughs> any place in the mall. 
there's a candy brand called Zots that the outside is like hard candy on the inside. It's like this stuff that like foams up in your mouth so you can act like a mad dog. It's like candy to eat, man. They still make that though, right? They still make yeah. that? Yeah. That's different flavors. Said wax paper dots in the chat. Wax paper dots. I don't know what that is. When it's I think of wax, great. anything on Halloween, it's those wax lips that, you know, yeah. those cheapo houses would give. It's like, no, I don't want to eat wax. That's gross. Yeah. Put a wick in it. Let me give me a candle. That'd be great. No. And we also, yeah, we also brought up the wax bottles with the really fake juice or whatever it was. Oh, on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, candy cigarettes were so cool back in the day. We got in the chat. I do remember those. Candy cigarettes were the best, somebody else said. So apparently back in the day, candy cigarettes were the candy to have. It just, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was before a lot of the Surgeon General warning stuff. You know what I wish they would make is like, the lickum sticks, but just like just give us the sticks and forget the little powder. Jack. Right, that was the best oh, part. Of that. that was the best part of it, because the powder was. Just, I mean, because you could just take the sticks and go find Kool Aid, and it would be higher <laughs> quality than that powder. So, um, <clears throat> but so the two creepy news stories, and not creepy news stories, but creepy television shows that are coming. Uh, Jordan Peele is gonna remake People Under the Stairs into. <laughs> A television show um and actually you know before i think Wes craven passed away in 2015 and he was actually working on a tv series versions for the siffy network and the it wasn't the the, the short description of it was it's going to be downton abbey meets uh amityville horror so creepy that sounds creepy yeah. um but yeah so that's obviously a remake of Wes craven's 91 cult classic so uh, we'll be uh, staying tuned for that one. Uh, Clive Barker has signed on uh, as an executive producer to the Hellraiser series. I think I mentioned this a little while ago, but that's going to be done for HBO. Um, and as previously announced, uh, David Gordon Green is the showrunner and directing uh, some of the first episodes. Um, obviously, Clive Barker uh, wrote and directed the first Hellraiser movie, which was based on his novella Hellbound Heart. Did you guys know there have been 10 Hellraiser movies? I've successfully seen zero of them. That's 10? There's 10. That's that's another one of my trivia questions during Halloween. It's like, put these uh, horror movies in order from least to most uh, sequels. And Hellraiser's always in there. It's one of the most, for sure. And did you know, like, Leprechaun has, like, a ton of sequels as well? (laughs) Like, a ton. I figured after Leprechaun in the Hood, like they'd be done. But no, no, they were just getting started. Because a, a lot of a lot of these some some of those name you know villains that started in the eighties did actually have original like Siffy movies and stuff. So not not even just direct to VHS or direct to DVD or direct to digital, but it's just a really easy to plug anyone in those roles i mean i you know there's only been two freddy kruegers but uh i don't know how many different incarnations of leprechaun there's been i know warwick davis was the first one right but like i don't know past that and then uh i would assume that uh chucky's getting up there because not only have they had offshoots like bride of chucky but you know they have started to remake those now um but yeah there's there's a time I don't even know, Chaz. Do you remember what which of the horror icons has the most? I mean, is it Friday the Thirteenth? No, Friday. The 13th, well, I mean, he's up there for sure because he's got ten. If you count like Freddy versus Jason, there's like eleven. Uh, then there's like the reboot, which is only one, so twelve. Uh, he's he's up there. He's up there. I don't know if he's the most, but he's up there. And good segue though. So went to a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. I saw my friends hold on Hollywood play at a place called Wildcatters. The after party was done by a band called First Jason. First Jason's lead singer is the original on-screen Jason Voorhees from the first movie. He's the little kid drowning in the water. So he never put on the mask or anything. His name is Ari something. Ari Lang, maybe? Anyway, so we get to hang out with him a bit. He's a really cool cat. 
I go into the after party to watch his band, first Jason. The dude is rocking a guitar like nobody's business. I mean, hardcore heavy metal, rocking it out. Every song has something to do with Jason Voorhees. So um, R.A. Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N is his name, uh, or Lehman. But anyway, do yourself a favor. Go see, check out First Jason on YouTube. It's definitely, I mean, he's a cool cat, but I've never seen anybody rock a guitar like he did. But uh, anyway, I had to seg segue into that because First Jason, I mean, it was cool. <laughs> it was very cool. Firstjason.com, we have it in the chat. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, was he in a costume? No, man. He He's a pretty short cat, um, but he was wearing some platform shoes. He had a biker vest on. He got his hair like slicked back, kind of curly. He had one of those uh, curly Q mustaches. Uh, again, a cool cat, and you could, it, when he walks into a party, you're like, who is that guy? <laughs> you know? Um, but um, yeah, not in costume. But the banner behind him had Jason Voorhees with the machete, first Jason, and all that jazz. So it was a fun time. Uh, he did do like a signing. So apparently he brought props and had merchandise and all that jazz. Um, and he was part of the the, um, the haunted woods that they had way early on at Wildcatters. But um, yeah, I mean, you want a fun rocking? Yeah, go check out the original Jason Voorhees. For sure, it's not hard to remember first Jason. So no, not at all. Sounds. Um, uh, just to wrap up uh, TV and uh, movies, uh, Sony's gonna buy Crunchyroll for one billion dollars. Ah, that's a lot of anime. Uh, so Crunchyroll, if you don't know, has 70 million free members and then 3 million paid subscribers. So I don't know, you know, if they're going to change um, the plan or try to, you know, convince more people. To, I mean, I, I would assume that's the goal, right, is to convince more people to subscribe or if they're going to put the rights to those episodes into a different service or what. But um a lot of people watch anime. I haven't really been able to get all the way into anime. I think Cowboy Bebop is kind of where it begins and ends for me. But what is your two guys' relationship with anime? Uh, oh man, the last anime I watched was in the 90s. And it was, uh, oh, Vampire Hunter D. It's like the... That's, that's yeah. And then Chaz, what about you? Never got into it. I tried to. I tried. I have several friend, friends into anime. Every time I watch anime, I pass smooth out. So if I can't go to sleep, I'll put on anime. I'm done. But Jared <laughs> turned me on to JoJo. JoJo something. And they have a, a, a show on, I don't know if it's Hulu or Netflix. I was able to stay up and watch like three or four episodes of that because every character is like a classic rock band, you know? So like some villain is named R.E.O. Speedwagon and one guy's like, he's the Iron Maiden, you know, of death or, you know, and all that jazz. So I was like, oh, I know these. Like I can, I can relate. But other than that, I can't. <laughs> like I can't at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, it, yeah, I mean, I think it's just something you either latched onto it or you didn't, or you had people that could like point you to, cause it just seems like with it, as with anything else, there's so much, right. It would be like trying to get into comic books on your own. Oh, um, you know, it's possible, but it's like, if you already had other interests or something else popped up or your group of friends or your family was doing this other thing, then it, it just may not, may not stick. Um, in the chat, Jojo's uh, Bizarre Adventure is what uh, okay. the chat says. I will, uh, I'm going to check that one out because that sounds uh, hilarious. Um, and now I want to talk about Mandalorian, but I feel like we should just wait until at least one of you guys has seen the first episode because <laughs> otherwise, it's like I found all these cool, fun facts about this episode because there's a lot of stuff going on. Lots of nods to the bigger universe, the extended universe, the books, uh, special guest stars that you don't know who they are because they're in heavy makeup and whatnot. But we'll 
we'll save that for a different time. Um, I will say, if you're a fan of Mandalorian uh, Season 1, only gets better. Oh. This episode is awesome. I love um, Season 1. <clears throat> yeah, the, the, it's a great episode. Uh, and so let's go ahead and move to comics. So, Miss Jen, we can... Um, Last Ronin came out last week. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not going to say who that was, but uh, were both of you able to read that? And okay. what are your what are your spoiler free thoughts on it? So, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. So the whole whole issue, I feel like he's talking to or being talked to by someone or something off panel. And so when you get to the end, and they seem to reveal who it is i still am not 100 percent certain if what if it's being straight straightforward you know kevin eastman said the same name when he was doing some kind of like a uh, live stream uh, i think that same weekend but uh i didn't watch the stream so i don't know what he said about that the name <laughs> so <laughs> i just don't want to say it out loud because it's fun reveal I thought it was cool because uh, Taz and I were talking earlier, and he like he's got he's got some theories. <laughs> well, I don't know about theories, but I picked up on a couple of things. I don't. It, overall, it's just a great book. So if you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, I mean, if you could find it, pick it up because you ain't gonna find it for anything less than thirty dollars online or whatever. Um, I subscribe to it automatically because I'm just a fan. Um, I liked the fact that I don't know a couple panels in. You know, you've got the bubbles behind said turtle. And so they're including the other turtles within the story. Um, I thought it was cool. Now you got all four of them. Um, Reading the book, if you pay attention, you know which one it's not for sure. Um, But there's a panel towards the end where it's kind of like it's not a flashback, but they're having a dream. And uh, you know which one that we've been following in the story, the one that's alive. You you know which one that one is. But if you kind of, you can deduce by looking at the other ones, which one it could be. So that's the only hint I can give. But people have been asking me, which one do you think it is? And I, I gave my opinion. And I turned out if it seems to be the turtle, then I'm totally right. And there's a surprise at the very end that I wasn't expecting. Like, the last page or whatever was a very big surprise because I figured we wouldn't see this character. But overall, I think it's a great story. I think they could have held off on the name for at least another book because book sales for number two would have went through the roof like number one did. Yeah. But, I mean, unless they come back in, in two going, who are you talking about? That's not me. Like, it's been so long, you don't even know who I am without my colored mask. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But it's a great book. I like it so far. It's really cool. And well, it's said, yeah. Shredder's grandson is the villain. I mean, that's just there. I mean, they, they say that. So right. I'm glad they enter. They've got uh, Baxter Stockman. They reference him in a pretty cool way. And then, obviously, Shredder without the Turtles. Yeah, I mean, you can't have Shredder without the Turtles. So they, they bring in the Shredder, uh, kind of. Yeah, we'll see uh, if it, if that was a ruse or not. But we won't uh, we won't mention that yet. But So check that out. TMNT, The Last Ronin. Now, Miss Jen, what is coming out this week? Oh, I'm so stinky. For two of the books, both very indie. Um, the crossover finally we're getting from Donny Cates at all. I cannot wait for everyone to read it to find out what's going on. But uh, Donny talked about it a lot. Uh, uh, there was an industry meeting like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, that Read Pop put on. And uh, he, he basically said, You absolutely should not miss it. And uh, probably the best hint I can give is that the name crossover has bigger possible meaning than you can ever imagine. Ooh. Okay, right on. And who's putting that book out? That's Image. All right, right on. 
Very cool. And then there's another fun book out called coming out called Cold Dead Hands. About this yeah. Guy. I think his name is Wes. And his, his hands are literally like from the wrist down or dead. And there's little flies that fly around them all the time. That's awesome. See, that's my kind of book right there. Yeah. Like I'm down. I'm down for that for sure. It just looks like he just like lives his every day is just trying to figure out how to just get along with, you know, imagine going on a date. How awkward is that when you got <laughs> your hands stinky? <laughs> That'd be very awkward. They still work and stuff. For some reason, they, they can like still manipulate them. But I don't know the circumstances under which he has cold, dead hands, but uh, it's it sounds funny. That sounds fun, man. I'm totally down. Uh, anything else from last week that caught your guys' attention? This is a surprise um, book that I think I sold completely through all of my just like a cover stuff i've got a variant of it but uh it was a red five book that was uh it looks to be uh it's a lot of people were surprised by it because it was uh related to a very old uh mandrake the magician but this is like uh the legend of mandrake or something in which this girl you meet her as she's like hanging out in her room and it, she's obviously like been delving in magic, but then you realize she, you're, she's talking to a mirror, and inside the mirror is where Mandrake lives. And it looks like Mandrake probably is not a good guy, probably doesn't have her best interests in heart at heart. So it's just a really cool thing. I did so, not read. Chaz, what about you? What have you been reading lately? Uh, I read the new Harley Quinn book. Where she's more of a detective, I guess. And that seems pretty promising. And then I finished the Three Jokers. Three Jokers was a wild mind freak. It was a really good book. Though in issue three, towards the end, it kind of got a little confusing. I think they could have used another book. Um, so I had to go back and reread a whole bunch of stuff. Because it just, I don't know. It was, they were referencing too much within a few pages. So, um. But I, I overall, man, I really dug that book. And I thought something bigger was going to happen to the Red Hood. I thought they were kind of leading up to something. Uh, and, and I'm talking about uh, Jason Todd, the Red Hood, um, not the original Joker. But that didn't happen, so I was kind of disappointed. But uh, other than that, man, uh, it was a really cool book. Um, and then, nah, man, just my usual stuff. Uh, Batman, obviously, is my dude. Spider-Man. But nothing that stood out other than those. Hey, Mark, did you yeah. get your on, a, on the highly coveted Batgirl fit? No. It's the end of the series, and I, you know, I ordered kind of like normally, like I would for something that might have a tiny uptick, but when they say it's the end of the series, then you think, okay, well, We've peered off down to like the no demand or whatever for the series or that we right. amount. But I had so many people wanting that book. Just crazy. I didn't even get to read it. <laughs> oh, I subscribed to it and I've got it. Mm. I haven't read it yet. But there goes Mark. See you later, but <laughs> oh, right. once they do this uh re whatever they're doing next year, then mm -hmm. hopefully we get another back for book. But yeah, for now that one and a couple other ones are ending. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts for this week? Nerd stuff to look out for. Oh, okay. I've got a pitch of, there's a book that came out from a good friend yeah. of mine. Uh, it's called, uh, green and blue and it's by Rom V and all. Um, it's a really different book from anything else. Probably people have read it's couched in like the world of jazz. The main character is a jazz musician that looks like he never really like made it. He's just doing you know, like lessons for kids on Saturday and you meet the character when he's, uh, he's getting ready to go home and uh, hang out with his family because his mom has passed. And so they're all getting gathering together to kind of like reminisce and go through her stuff and figure out what's next. And so it's like this, this is weird, like is a mystery, the little bit of uh, uh, supernatural mixed into it. So a lot about him delving into his mind about what does it mean to be successful or not. 
about relationships with family. And then it does get really existential on the Modoc. But the art, the art, so good. Just an original graphic model, novel, so you won't be able to find individual issues. You have to buy it just as the graphic novel. That's all they had. But pick it up and at least thumb through it for me. And then what was the name of that one? Called uh, Green and Blue. Green and Blue. Okay. And and then, uh, Chaz, give us a recap of how people can uh, help out uh, this weekend when you do the Extra Life charity event. Yeah, I mean, just hit up my uh, Facebook page or my Instas, and then I'll have a link because I'm going to do it mainly through uh, Twitch. But I think we're going to stream it on YouTube and Facebook, at least through The Adventure Begins. And again, I don't know what time it starts, but I'll have a link as far as how to donate. And then we're going to have like tiers and stuff as far as, you know, every hour or every other hour that people are donating money. If you donate X amount of dollars, then you can win a prize from this tier and all that jazz. Because we got stuff from like Bad Moon Studios is donating a piece of artwork, um, Torchy's gift cards, Mezcal Cantina. We're going to do uh, comic books and, you know, gift baskets from all the different breweries. And I'm working on some bigger prizes as well. So, um, yeah, man, it's November 7th. And just, you know, check out my my social medias. And that'll be that'll be how you do it. For sure. Cool, man. That's, that's cool that you do that. I'm glad that you don't have to do it for 25 hours this time. But I'm sure 24 is going to be quite a trek as well. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Turtles. So, um, you know, these, it's been really cool. <laughs> I can't find my pop figures. Um, it's really cool because at Trivia Nights, I'm giving away these drawings as far as prizes go. You can win this. Just show up to all right. Well, thank you, Chaz, and thank you, Miss Jen, for being with me. And thank you for watching and or listening to Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection and The Adventure Begins. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout, Sports Talk, and Between the Trees Business Talk. You can watch all these on woodlandsonline.com and on our partner station, KBQT HD21 over the air on your television. And of course, we are on Roku now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can also listen to the podcast version of our program on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. See you next time on Nerd News Now.